I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. How's everybody doing? Hopefully my signal is good. Hopefully everybody's doing good. Is my signal good? Is my signal good? Is my signal good? Before I get started, I don't want to get started and then find out that my signal's not good. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Whew. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Lisa just asked me, she said, what are you going to do? I said, what do you think I'm getting ready to do, babe? She said, you going on YouTube, aren't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. I'm doing it while I can. Doing it while I can. Before things get busy again. I want you to invite some people to come in here. Can you do that for me? Um, we're at 394. Can you call somebody? Tweet somebody? Um, text somebody? Scream for somebody? Tell them to come on in here. We need to discuss this tonight. We had a discussion. Um, we had a discussion, I guess maybe a week or so ago, if it's been a week relative to the the healthy man, the broken man, and the toxic man. And, um, you know, so I got, I got a great response from that. A lot of brothers actually kind of uh, chimed in on that one, and I was glad to see that. And so while I was doing it, I think somebody put up in the in the comments, you all invite some more people to come in here. I think somebody put up in the comments that uh, we need to do <clears throat> the female version. And I agreed. I agreed. And so that's what I'm here to do tonight. Uh, just to have this conversation, not necessarily, well, definitely not a lesson. It's just a collection of thoughts that I have on the whole idea of there being... Um, these three different kinds of women, a healthy woman, a broken woman, and uh, then a toxic woman. And I, I meet, I meet um, all three on a regular basis. Um, I meet mostly broken women let me see if I can do this without disrupting anything. I meet mostly broken women because most women are broken. And that's not a slant on womanhood, really. When, I, when you hear me say that most women are broken, um, it's really a, a reflection on manhood. Uh, because contrary to popular opinion, the condition of a society's women is a direct reflection of the quality or lack thereof of society's men. If you go biblical, uh, Eve didn't come out of Adam. 
Adam came out of Eve, or rather, Adam didn't come out of Eve, Eve came out of Adam. Eve was the direct uh, product of Adam. She was the reflection of Adam. When God got ready to make woman, he reached into Adam and pulled her out. So when a man looks at his woman, if she's a healthy woman, if she's a broken woman, if she's a toxic woman, that man then is seeing uh, an immediate snapshot uh, in most cases, of his own personal condition. Unless he found her like that, you know what I mean? And he's not been with her a long time because even if a man finds a woman broken, um, he has the wherewithal, if he's in tune to the creator, he has the wherewithal to bring healing to the broken soul of a woman. Now, what's what's sad is that um, most men are really broken. That's the sad thing. And the, the difference between broken men versus broken women is that a broken woman can tell you I'm broken in most cases. A broken man is broken and he doesn't even realize it because society makes him feel like his brokenness is a, is a badge of honor. I was... Um, teaching years ago, um, and it just, it, it really hit me years ago. I think this was about eight years ago I was teaching on a stage, actually, uh, to a live audience, and I was just kind of, I was teaching women, the father-daughter talk, and I was going over my life, and I was talking about how I was sexualized at a very early age by older women, and it hit me while I was on that stage and I had like this moment and I think I even admitted it to the audience. It hit me that my life went in the direction it went in relative to me being a womanizer. Um, largely because I was sexualized by older women. But watch this. I had never identified those activities as abuse it was really child, it was sexual abuse against a child because I was much younger than these women. I was a I was a minor, literally a minor, you know, and these older women uh, did this to me. But when when I shared this with my older cousins or my uncles, they said, oh, you the man, you the man. So society has conditioned a man to believe that his brokenness is really a good thing. So most men are broken and don't even realize they're broken. So consequently, since you have a large pool of broken men and then you have a large pool of broken women who are usually the product of those broken men, um, now the women who are broken are trying to you know, figure out, well, how do I mend this? And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the, the, the initial thought in, in a broken woman's mind is I need a man to fix me and then she she's looking for well I'm getting ahead of myself but the reason um, the well-being of the woman is important to me as a man the reason the well-being of the woman is important to me as a man 
is because, and it should be important to any conscious man, it's because the woman nurtures society. The woman is the nurturer of society. The woman nurtures the man's seed. She nurtures the next generation. So watch this. We should be concerned if our woman is a healthy woman, a broken woman, or a toxic woman because the quality of the woman directly informs, excuse me, the development of the family and the children. See, as a man, watch this. As a man, it's been my responsibility and my honor and pleasure to provide for all four of my children. That's been my pleasure and my honor. It's been my pleasure and my honor to discipline my children when they might need it. But in terms of the internal deposit, you know, come on now. It, it requires equality mother to be able to make the internal deposit or deposits into the children. And when a man, this is something I, I made this statement. I don't know if it was on Instagram. All right. Somebody tried to call me while I'm while I'm talking. Everybody still here? I got to learn to put this thing on. Uh, do not disturb. Y'all forgive me for that. That was my fault right there. Y'all come on back in. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm glad I started slow. Come on back in, come on back in. But here's the statement that I made relative to, I made the statement that the quality of the woman directly informs the development of the family and the children. And a man that is not wise enough to give attention to the quality of his woman is a fool. Here's the statement I made um, a week or so ago. A man that breaks his woman is like a farmer that poisons his own soil. You never will have nothing. A man that breaks his own woman is like a farmer that goes into his own field and pours out poison and then wonders why he can't prosper. You know, I I look at, and y'all forgive me, I just got to vent a little bit tonight, but I look at this generation of dudes, um, this this, this, this generation of men, and and I, I mean... There was a time I would be able to say young men, but it's a whole lot of old uh, Negroes, old as me out here, really, to be honest with you, that just look like they have a, an absolute hatred for womanhood. You know what I mean? Now, I'm a man. I've been living 56 years. I know that there are a whole lot of women that are not likable. I know that there are a whole lot of women who, are, who don't even respect themselves and who are very disrespectful. But I, I believe with all of my heart, if you are... If you are 100% man, there's a certain level a man is going to go with a woman and he ain't going no further. He's not going to be out here 
disrespecting women publicly all on social media. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, because there was a harsh reality. Well, that hit me when I saw one of my children born. I have four kids, I only saw one born. And the reason I only saw one born is because that was enough for me to see that it almost ain't even natural for a human body to go through that to bring seed into the world. I didn't want to see no more. And there was a different level of respect that I personally developed as a young man when I saw that. Didn't matter, don't matter how crazy you talk, don't matter what you do, I'm not going to disrespect anybody that brings seed into the world. You ain't got, ain't got to be my seed. It can be somebody else's seed. That means I'm going to respect all womanhood. But we have such a broken and toxic generation of men today. You know, that men out here in these streets like women. You know, it's women that get out here fighting with one another. Men don't fight with women. Men not, men not out here trying to pull a woman's hair and all of that. I don't know how I got off on all that. But let me get back to my point. A man that breaks his woman is like a farmer that poisons his own soil. This is why it's important for us to deal with this issue. Because the woman is the nurturer. She nurtures society. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Peter 3 and 7. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And as, watch this, being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. When a man is not right, what is this text saying? When a man is not right with, with, with his woman, and when I, when a, you know, and, and, when I say his woman, I mean mankind and womankind, manhood, womanhood. When manhood is not right with womanhood in general, your prayers are hindered. Stuff don't work for you. Stuff don't work for you because God commissioned the man to what? Dwell with her according to knowledge, meaning you need to know her. You need to know her level. And then you need to honor her, especially your wives. Listen to what Colossians 3 and 19 says. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Because why, 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 is, why is the scripture emphasizing this, that a man should be careful how he handles the woman? It's because the, the woman has to incubate the man's seed. The woman has to carry the potential that God puts in a man God allows a woman to carry that and to bring that to term and to give birth to that. And so the well-being, the quality of the woman, she a healthy woman, she a broken woman, she a toxic woman, directly influences your seed. It directly influences the man's seed. And there are a whole lot of different ways I could go on that. But listen to what the Bible says in Genesis 3 and 20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. This is why it's important for men like myself to speak to the issues of women. Now, let me say this. Everybody out here, all, these, all the dudes out here talking to the issues of, of women don't necessarily have the right agenda. 
Now, I know a few that do. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not going to call any names, but I know some that do. And the reason God raises up a sincere generation of men to speak to these issues is because when, when a person or people have been victimized by an individual or a particular group, there's nothing that brings closure and healing like hearing a representative of that group say, yes, we did that. Yes, we were wrong. And yes, this is the right way to go. That's why, for those of you that seem to be confused, why so many women listen to the voices of men speaking to their empowerment. It's because the greatest influence on a woman is a man and the greatest influence on a man is a woman, at least a healthy man. The greatest influence on him is, is, is a woman. But the reason God has raised up this generation of men is because we have a generation of women who've been broken, who need to hear honest men who who not looking to sleep with you, who have wives that they're happy with, who have lives that, you know, that that are the, the, the model of what they teach. Women need to hear broken women, especially need to hear a man say you're not crazy. You didn't miss it. You were abused. And we did that. And yes, we apologize for that. So now let me get into that. All all of my long Baptist preacher introduction, healthy woman, number one, clearly only three points. Let's look at the healthy woman. A healthy woman is usually the product of effective parenting, either effective parenting, because you do have some healthy women who didn't have effective parenting, Uh, maybe not biological parenting, but maybe they had substitutes, but effective parenting, Uh, or she had, she's the product of great examples. She may have had great examples of womanhood before her that she's modeled. Maybe Maybe those examples weren't at home. Maybe those examples were at the school or at the church or wherever. And healthy women are usually the product of strong sisterhoods, effective parenting, great examples, strong sisterhoods. In other words, this woman uh, has a has a a network or nucleus of friends that female friends that hold her to a certain standard and have been there to talk her down off of the ledge when life was trying to push her into broken consciousness. Healthy women, usually, usually when you check their, when you check their lives, usually they, they made halfway decent selections pertaining to men. They, they uh, chose safe men. Healthy women have a, Consciousness, she has a conscious consciousness of the Almighty's value placed on her. So her self-evaluation comes from within. Now, most women, you know, they, um, they put an evaluation on themselves based on what's happening out here, what, you know, what's trending or what certain people are saying, you know, 
the world says, okay, this is the standard and you don't meet the standard. And so you take that stuff in. But you see a healthy woman, uh, she has she has a grasp, a consciousness of the almighty's value placed on her. And so her self-evaluation comes from within, as the Bible says, and I love this text, Psalms 139 and 14, it says, I will praise thee for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. What does the soul speak of? The mind, the will, and the emotions. My internal being is aware of the value you, the almighty, have placed in me. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's a healthy woman. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working to. I'm working to create I'm, I'm working to create a generation of healthy women. You see, because you can be broken and, and you can be restored. I'm, I'm working on generating a, a uh, creating a generation of healthy women. A healthy woman is balanced and productive on all levels. She's balanced and productive on all levels, from a spirituality to a you know, her, inter, in, her intelligence, her intellect, her mind, uh, you know, physically, relationally, she's balanced on all levels. So, so because she's balanced, she's never tripping if one area of her life seems to be taking a little longer. So you take a healthy woman who knows who she is and knows what she's worth and she turns 30 years old and while the world says, oh, you hit the wall. It's all over for you over the hill, all this kind of stuff. She ain't tripping because she still she still got a relationship with God. She working. She still got her personal ambitions and goals that she's working on. You know what I mean? She's still educating and growing in her mind. She's still taking care of her body. And so because her life is balanced. She's not tripping when certain areas are not necessarily don't seem like they're coming up to speed. And she's because she's not tripping. She's not going to compromise that area because you say you 30 or you 35 or you 40, you 45 and you ain't married. You 50. You ain't married yet. Oh, you hit the wall. You so over you. She ain't worrying about that because she's balanced. She's balanced. Listen to what uh, the Bible says of the Proverbs 31 woman in Proverbs 31, 29 through 31 says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. That's powerful. He says, says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. You know what this text is saying to you? For those of you who struggling with broken consciousness, this text just told you if all you concerned about is your beauty, you're wasting your time. That's what vain means. Beauty is a waste of time. You know why it's a waste of time? Because here today and it's gone tomorrow. He says, but a woman that fears the Lord, he says, give her of the fruit of her own hands, her own works, her individual accomplishments, and let her own works praise her in the gates. See, a healthy woman she does not um, she does not value herself based on her externals. She values herself based on her internals. Now, here's another thing about a healthy woman. A healthy woman 
is balanced between her femininity and her assertiveness. In other words, she can she can boss up, but she never loses touch with her femininity. She can be the boss, but she's always the boss lady. She never she never loses she never loses her concept of her own femininity. And she's able, watch this, she's able to vacillate. She can be the boss from nine in the morning to five in the evening. And then while she's in the car, she can transform into, you know, in fact, she doesn't even transform. She just, she just shifts that hat and she, she moves it around to her femininity. And by the time she walks to the house with her husband, she's wifey now. She's not struggling with, you know, walking around in her boss energy all day long everywhere she goes because she's healthy. So she's able to balance that. She understands that maybe being the boss in a certain situation is my assignment for this particular purpose, but it's not who I am. Just because I'm the CEO, I'm a woman. And I don't have to carry all of that you know, you do this and you do that and move quick. Do what, I, do what I tell you. I don't have to carry all that to my house or into my relationship with my man. And already went through three because a real man ain't going to hang around for that. She, she's healthy enough to balance between her femininity and her assertiveness. Now, watch this. She has to have a man that's big enough to accommodate her. She can't have no little, 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 little um, she can't have a little jive man talking about just hang around here and you know, do what I tell you to do and, and forget about your dreams and all that. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Kings are never asking queens to do that. Kings love queens because when kings look at queens, they see the female reflection of themselves. And so the healthy woman balances between her femininity and her assertiveness because typically she's not going to have a man in her life that's going to make her choose. Now, she may have to, you know, tweak this and tweak that to make all of this work because, you know, God created her to help the brother and the brother to, to empower her. They, they become a, a, a merger. They become a power team, a power couple. And they bring all of this stuff together. But she can do it all. She can balance it all. She can balance it all. In fact, I don't even know if, if balance is the right word because balance denotes almost a specific uh, point where everything is level. And that's not, that's not really the way life works. Let's use the word harmony. She knows how to harmonize it all. And she's not going to bring a man into her life or submit herself to a man that's not willing to help her to harmonize it. Because, see, sometimes harmony requires that I give a little more to this because this requires that my partner, you know, holds me down over here. And that's the way it's really supposed to work. And when a woman knows how to walk in her femininity, when a healthy woman is balanced between, you know, her boss and her femininity, see, it's your femininity that will motivate your man to want to help. 
If you come in and then you bringing that, you bringing that, you know, you bringing that up in there. You you bring uh, you bringing that up in there. You you gonna always get some pushback. And a real man, he ain't, he ain't gonna say a whole lot. You just gonna feel his energy change. And if you stick with that stuff too long, but a healthy woman knows how to balance all of that. She knows how to be the boss. She knows how to come home and say, honey. You know what I mean? She knows how to come home. Did y'all hear what I just said? She knows how to come home and say, honey. She knows how she knows how to smile when she walks into her house because she understands that she's the thermostat of this environment. The children and the man looking at the woman to see where is she going to set the temperature at today. So she never walks into a house with that, you know, deep freezer kind of energy. She walks into the house with that tropical type energy. Honey, how are you today? Hello, kids. Hello, kids. How's everybody doing? You know what I mean? At the same time, she's the boss. You know, same time she's boss. She bossed. She bossed up. You know, she bringing her. She bringing her six, seven figures home too. homeboy ain't, ain't mad at her. But when she comes home, she brings that. She brings that balance between the femininity and her assertiveness. See, now, when, whenever a woman is assertive and I don't use the term aggressive because it it, it denotes, in my opinion, it denotes masculinity. So I, assertiveness. Uh, an assertive woman will always run off a weak little man. Weak little man can't handle assertive woman. Some of y'all sitting around here blaming yourselves because dude left. Dude wasn't enough for you. He wasn't enough for you. He wasn't enough. No, no, that little man couldn't handle you. Okay, watch this. Let me see something. Judges 4 and 4 says, watch this, listen to this carefully. And Deborah, a prophetess, let's, let's walk it down now. Deborah, clearly a woman, right? Was a woman, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth. She judged Israel at that time. So she was spiritual. She was feminine. And, and she was uh, really, I guess, is the equivalent of, she was political. She was a judge, she was a prophetess, and she was a wife. So there is within you, even when you look at that Proverbs 31 woman, that woman did it all. She, she cooked for her children. She even had servants. One portion of scripture says she even made a little bit for her servants. She, she ran businesses. She had charities. She sold stuff. You know, she hollered at her husband. Her husband celebrated her. Uh, she was a great wife, great mother. She was all of that. And and see, but it takes a healthy woman to be able to balance all of that and see, okay, let's look at the characteristics of healthy women. I, I actually gave you some of them, but let me give you A through F. She's un, she has unrelenting standards. When you when you, when you become a healthy woman, you have unrelenting standards. I don't care what they say. You have certain standards that you are not going to come down off of when you are a healthy woman. You have certain standards. And when I say that, when I say certain standards, I'm not talking about, see, your mind is already going to, I want him to be 6'2", want him to be about 220, you know, 8% body fat. No, that ain't what I'm talking about when I start talking about no standards. I'm talking about you have limits that you're, you're going, to, I'm not going no further than this, and I'm not allowing you to come any further than that. 
and, and you're not going to you're not going to relent on those boundaries around your character and your dignity. That requires a healthy woman. If you're not healthy, you're going to be duped into relaxing your boundaries, relaxing your guard, giving value without price and allowing a clown to manipulate you as a queen into doing things you should have never even entertained. Let her be. She has a strong sense of individuality. When you're a healthy woman, you have a strong sense of individuality. You're not, you're not, you're not. See, most, most women are desperate for a relationship because subconsciously you feel like that's where your identity lies. And I pause right there intentionally. Most women are desperate for a man because subconsciously you feel like that's where your your value and your identity lies. If 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 I don't get a man, if I don't have a a wedding, if I don't get uh, some pictures on 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 Instagram with me at the wedding, I'm worthless. That's if that's the way you're thinking. You, you you're in the right life tonight because that is clearly a sign of brokenness. Because a healthy woman has a strong sense of individuality. You know, she's like, well, you know, if I get married, I would love it, but it has to be right. I'm not settling something that's not right, Bishop. It has to be right. If it doesn't work out, if God doesn't sin, if it just doesn't work out like that, well, I'll be happy. I got nieces and nephews. I got my businesses. I got my ministry. I got my own personal growth. I can go see the world. But see, it takes a healthy woman to think like that. Strong sense of individuality. She, she can go to dinner. She can go to go to dinner by herself and feel no way strange about it. Hmm? Let her see. She's health conscious. You're healthy. When you're a healthy woman, you're health conscious. Now, when I say health conscious, I'm not talking about what with the how much you weigh and all this kind of, I don't know, I'm talking about you're going to eat in a way that, you know, supports longevity. You're going to do enough exercise to, you know, keep your cardiovascular. If you feel, if you personally feel like um, you've put on a little more weight than you should, you're going to do whatever you need to do to pull that off for you, not for anybody else. Because you are personally health conscious and there's a certain place you want to be for yourself. That's a health. That's a healthy woman. Uh, letter D. She's a servant to, to her community. She's not she's not a, a, you know, walking around here like she's the diva and all of this. She's a servant to her community. Letter E. She rejects negativity. She's not going to be caught up in drama. She's not going to even run with. Friends, she's not going to have so-called friends that bring a whole lot of negativity. And then letter F, she's polite and wise. A healthy woman is polite and wise. Um, you can you can pretty much you can determine and some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You can determine the health of a woman by the content of her language, not even just the content, the energy of her language. It hurts my heart to hear women just cursing in the street like like straight up dudes, you know, just cursing is. I mean, what is wrong with you? 
all ignorant and loud, aggressive, you know, filthy mouth and all of that kind of thing. There's something wrong with you. A healthy woman is polite and wise. A healthy woman can be angry <laughs> and never have to use a curse word. Never have to get out of character and you know you've been cut. You, you don't know. She like, it's like a razor blade cut. You, you, I know I've been cut, but where, where am I cutting that? Then somebody says, oh, you bleeding back there. She cut you back because she never has to get out of character. Because she's polite and wise. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Letter G, she helps others to heal. Letter H, she's self-esteemed. And letter I, she feels, watch this, this is big. And I'll move on to the broken woman. She feels in her heart she has nothing to prove. She not out here trying to prove nothing to you, nothing to you, nothing to y'all. She could care less what you, y'all, them think. A healthy woman is not out here trying to prove anything. Can't no man step into her life and run that game where, you know, he, he diminishes her and talks down you. Or, you know, you not this and you not that and have her tripping because she's not living for anybody's approval. You can't get her caught up in no approval trap. She has nothing to prove to anybody. All right, number two, the broken woman. Now, the broken woman is usually the casualty of toxic manhood. I kind of talked about that already. And the intentional process of female slave conditioning. We have a generation of broken women who have been broken by men. We have a generation of bro generations of broken women who have been broken by men. Sometimes from their fathers to their boyfriends to their husbands to their sons. The Holy Spirit gave it to me like this some years ago. He said, men are the dispensers of pain while women are the containers of it. And let me just, just, just to bring you to scripture, I'm not, I'm not going to be on here hour tonight. I'm just not going to do it. Y'all got to help me. I'm getting long-winded. In John chapter eight, verses three through 11, I want you to see something very clearly relative to the broken woman. Listen to what it says. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him, speaking of Jesus, a woman taken in adultery. And when they, when they set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. Watch this. In the very act, they, we caught her in the very act of adultery. Sleeping with a man that's not her husband. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground 
And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now, the thing I want you to see here is this is a this is a great reflection of society. This is a great reflection of society. They take this woman. They say they caught her in a very act of adultery. The first thing I want you to see is that they brought her, but they didn't bring the man. If she was caught in the very act, where's the dude? Huh? Where's the dude? They take her in a very public way and they demean her in front of Jesus and whoever else was standing around. That's the process of female slave conditioning. That's the process of creating a broken consciousness. The more a perverted male society breaks the woman's consciousness, the more malleable she will be to their to to the to perverted male society's uh, wishes. And then when Jesus looks up and says, now, he, whichever one of y'all have no sin, cast the first stone at her. And they all left because they were convicted. Well, the broken consciousness of the woman is created by a perverted male society that wants to listen to what I'm saying, that desires to totally sexualize the woman. This this part of society wants nothing to do with the brilliance of the woman, for, you know, forgetting the fact that I think even science almost um, supports the, the fact that women in a lot of cases are, are more cerebral than we are. That women can do multiple things at one time. Uh, this society cares nothing about the spiritual components of the woman. This society wants to break the woman to a point that the woman views herself purely as a sexual object and to a point that she views herself her, and her value only in terms of sex because this society desires to use the woman's body. We talked about it the other day. Misogyny is a hatred for women, but most misogynists desire the woman's body while hating the woman herself. Now, let me give you the characteristics of a broken woman, because, see, you have to understand this. All of the all of the twists and turns that you go through in these so-called relationships, I call them situationships, are intentional. Are intentional. That's why I tell you all. You 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 struck out on the last three, four so-called men you've chosen. It's time for you to stop. Just it's time for you to just stop and pause and allow your soul to cleanse and purge from all of this trash because every time you go through one of these cycles with with a toxic man that's intentionally breaking you, the the damage only gets worse. The damage only gets worse. You're like an athlete who's broken your ankle and you still want to play on it. You can't play on that. You got to sit down 
on the bench. You got to go home and heal. You got to take off this season. Because you're constantly being broken and you know you're broken. Listen to what I'm saying. You know that you're a broken woman when you keep returning to the same predator. You know you're broken. Listen to hear the characteristics of a broken woman. She's riddled with guilt. She's riddled with guilt. She has, she has um, just, oh my God, she has guilt that's just driving her life. I, you know, I just have to, I have to just talk to women everywhere I go. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like, Somewhere you've been trained as a woman that you, you, you have to be perfect. It's, it's, it's like you have to be perfect. And it's like if, if I'm less than perfect, I'm of no value at all. You know, I'm not human. I can't make mistakes. And, and when you do make mistakes, it's like you, you just carry this burden of guilt and it's like, dudes, it's like we can make, you know, mistake. After, in fact, sometimes it ain't mistakes. We're doing it intentionally and have a good night's sleep, just snoring and slobbing all over the pillow. You know what I'm saying? But it's like with women, it's like when, that, when, when, when there's this broken consciousness, it's like guilt just, just kind of has a field day. Let it be. You struggle with low self-estimation. You know, you can't even receive a compliment you can't even you don't you can't even receive a compliment. It embarrasses you for somebody to tell you that that you're good looking. Because you had you had a fool that lied to you and broke you and um told you you're not all that, nobody else will ever want you and all of that. And you took that stuff to heart because whatever man puts out, a woman takes in. Uh, characteristics, characteristics of a broken woman. Letter A, she's riddled with guilt. She, she, letter B, she struggles with low self-estimation. Letter C, she lives to impress. Letter D, she, she's always in need of approval. She's always, always in need of approval. She wants a man's approval. And the sad thing about it is that, um, she views her brokenness makes her view sexual attention as approval. So if, if a man is not responding to her in a sexual way, um, she, she, she views that as a failure. So if, if a guy comes up and, you know, he's interested, but he's not. He's not clearly sexual, you know, you know all this, all this BS. If he's not coming out of, out of that kind of energy, she feels like in her brokenness, he's not interested when the reality is a healthy man is trying to explore the inner aspects of you. He, clearly, your external is beautiful, but he's looking for, he's looking for something long term. So he needs to know what's in your head, what's in your heart. But when you're broken, you'll misread that as, oh, he's not interested. 
And then you you go down the street and you'll have a fool, you know, that's going through all of these 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 different antics and everything, and you view that as approval, screaming across the street at you, calling you all kinds of this talking all under your clothes. And you tell me, stop, 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 hurry up and stop. Keep going, hurry up, keep going. Uh-uh. Letter E, she uses sexuality as a success strategy. When a woman is broken, she uses sex, she uses her sexuality as a success strategy. Because her brokenness makes her believe that she has nothing else to offer, so she offers her body. That's why, you know, you've not had as many sexual partners as you've had because you're just morally deplete. You've been broken. You've been broken. That's why that's why you've had more sexual partners than you're comfortable discussing. It's because you've been broken and now you're struggling with all of this guilt because you made mistakes and. A lot of times, I don't even know if you can call it a mistake as much as it may have been a trap that you were lured into and taken advantage of. You you know, you, you really, in a lot of cases, might be able to consider yourself a victim. Okay, let's see something here. Um, letter E, she uses sexuality as a success strategy. Letter F, she equates personal value with relationship status. That's why she never, a broken woman, you never see a period of time. If you follow her um, her timeline on social media, you don't see a period of, no extended period of time where she's alone. She's out of one toxic, and some of these, some of these guys are so toxic, you can just look at their picture. (laughs) You can call it profiling if you want. You can look at their picture and tell this dude here full of demons. And then she come back there six months later, got another one, looked just like it, maybe even a little, little crazier. Because she equates personal value with relationship status. So for her, you know, it's the end of the world to say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm single, I'm by myself, I don't have nobody right now. And so she just get one clown after another, after another, after another. Uh, letter G, she tolerates disrespect. See, if you're sitting there and you just tolerating disrespect, you're broken. You're going to let a man talk to you any kind of way, talk crazy to you. And in no way am I telling you that you're supposed to uh, muscle up and, and, and you know, um, try to go toe-to-toe with no man. You can't do that. At least most of y'all can't. You got some of you women out there can whoop a man, but most of y'all can't whoop no man. So I wouldn't advise you to be going toe-to-toe with no man, but I would advise you that if a man is disrespectful, Because you love yourself, come on now, you have to draw the line and home is supposed to be searching for you. Come on now, because you can't tolerate. If you tolerate and disrespect, it's a sign that you're broken. Letter H, she struggles to know the difference between toxic versus healthy men. I I had a thought that I'm going to develop relative to you all and, um, you know, relative to you all saying to me, 
Um, ain't no good men out here. I can't find a, I can't find a good man. And then I say, well, you know, number one, have you been available? You know, if the right man shows up, most of y'all ain't been available. Then I say, okay, well, we got to look at this thing y'all call type. My type. Well, Bishop, you know, he wasn't my type. Okay, now what does that mean? Usually when we boil that thing down, we're talking about physicality, which is changing rapidly. And so as I ponder this, you know, the broken woman not being able to determine the difference between toxic versus healthy men, because you can never tell the content of a thing by the wrapping. You have to have you have to have the consciousness to, you know, unpack it to see what you're really working with. And and what happens is here's here's the thing. A lot of you all out of one side of your mouth, you say, I'm looking for my soul mate, and the Holy Spirit said to me, no, they're not really looking for a soul mate. They're looking for an ego mate. Because you're, you're trying to choose a man with your ego. See, you want a man for the gram. You don't want a man for, you know, life. You want a man for the gram. You don't want a man that's going to build you and create, you know, a kingdom with you. It's your ego choosing this man. That's why you say he got to be six this and he got to he got to make six, seven figures. And that's ego talking. That's ego talking. And what ego is doing is ego is dragging you towards everything toxic. That's why you keep on you keep on choosing these cats and you keep on getting the same result because your ego keep on pulling you to everything poisonous. And you keep on missing, ain't gonna let y'all tell me there are no good dudes out here. I'm not gonna let you tell me that. I'm not gonna let you tell me that. Because I know that's a lie. I just know there's a lot of men that are equipped to love a broken woman that a broken woman is not healthy enough to recognize the value that that man is. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. See, see, you, you, you uh, almost called somebody's name, but I ain't going to do it. Mm -mm. Now, the broken woman must stop seeking healing. Listen to this statement very carefully. The broken woman must stop seeking healing in the hands of the people that broke you. The broken woman keeps returning to the same man or one like him that broke you in the beginning. You got to stop. You got to stop seeking healing. You got to stop looking. You got to stop seeking closure from the person that opened the wound. And what has to happen ultimately is. As a broken woman, you have to submit and surrender to God. Y'all ought to give me a uh, give me another thousand likes on this one, man. I got 900 likes on this one. We got over 2000 people. Come on now. 
Come on, this is good stuff here. A broken woman, the, the, the thing or the, the, the main source of the broken woman's healing is God. And then she needs, she needs very good counseling. I'm not talking about the church counseling kind of thing where you just go in somebody, read some scriptures to you and then tell you you're going to be all right. No, I'm talking about somebody that know how to dig into your situation and help you to see how you process and stuff and see how your childhood created paradigms in your thinking that make you susceptible to this kind of behavior and this kind of individual so you can begin to unravel that stuff and begin to heal because broken women can become healthy women. This is why the Bible says in Psalms 34, 18 and 19, the Lord is nigh unto them that of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him out of them all. God is the answer to the broken woman's situation. Now, let me let me deal with number three, the toxic woman. And then we're out of here. I got four minutes. The toxic woman is not only broken. She's angry. She's angry. And she's bitter. The toxic woman lives to manipulate and to destroy her community. She'll destroy her spouse, her boyfriend. She'll she'll destroy her girlfriend. She'll destroy her own children. She lives to manipulate and destroy her community. She is self-consumed and she's highly deceitful. The toxic woman many times, to be quite honest with you, is the cause of many broken men that become toxic men. Sometimes you have a, a very good guy that falls into the hands of a toxic woman. For whatever reason she's at this level, we don't know. And she takes and she abuses that man and she breaks that man. And then you start hearing the language of that. I don't trust no women. I don't know. Women ain't this and women ain't that. But when you when you really do a deep dive into that guy's life, you find out that that guy was broken by a woman that he really loved and trusted. And she didn't love him back. She misused him. She took his money. She abused him. She embarrassed him. And so now he's on a mission As a toxic man, he's now on a mission to make every woman's life a living hell. So all he want to do now is sleep with a woman, never commit to her, and drag a woman. Well, when you do a deep dive, when you do a deep dive into that guy's background, there was a toxic woman somewhere in a lot of cases that broke that guy. And so now what you got is the revenge of the nerd. He ain't never had no woman love him before, and so now you got the revenge of the nerd. Now he 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 learned how to put his clothes on and, and all this kind of thing, and learn how to talk with his voice a little deeper, and learn how to look at a little suave and all this kind of thing. And now he misuses women because. Okay, let me show you. Well, you know the the the, the prime biblical example of the toxic woman is Jezebel, who serves as, in my opinion 
one of the paramount figures, biblical figures of narcissist. And I believe, I do believe that many toxic women are narcissist. They are self-consumed, self-absorbed. They will abuse, misuse their friendships, their parents, their lovers. They will do it. And in 1 Kings 19 and 2, it says, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me. And more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. She's angry with the prophet Elijah because he just defeated her and all of her false prophets. And she, she talking to this dude like she's a man herself. Now, let's look at the characteristics of a toxic woman. She hates men. Letter A, she hates men. Write down under letter A, write down Proverbs 6, 24 through 26. And it says there to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. She's beautiful and she's very sexual, sensual. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. She hates men. Let her be. She poisons her community with negativity. A toxic woman is negative, negative, negative. She has negative energy. She has negative commentary. She has nothing good to say. Let us see. She uses her influence to control. She's a manipulator. Letter D. She's domineering. See, there's a difference. There's a difference between between being a, a boss or an assertive woman versus being domineering. A domineering woman want to come in and subjugate the man and turn the man into a child and, and, and manage him and manipulate him. She's domineering. Wherever you put her, she's domineering. She's domineering. She's a toxic woman. She's domineering. You know, she if, if, uh, almost said something. I don't need to say that. Letter D or letter E, she maintains strife. She, she's going to keep up strife at all cost. And I'm just about done. Let me read these final scriptures and then I'm out of here. We'll, we'll continue this discussion at another time. Proverbs 25, 24 says, it is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. In other words, he says it's better to live on the roof than to live in a mansion with old brawling, toxic, angry, mean, strong woman. Proverbs 7, 21 through 23. With a much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. She's a manipulator. She can even use her language to manipulate. She's almost like the female version of the toxic man. She knows how to use language to force people into whatever, subjugating people into whatever she desires. Verse 22 says, he goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. Now here's the sad thing. 
Here's the sad thing for my, my young kings. You're drawn when you're not mature spiritually and emotionally. You're drawn to toxic women. It, it goes both ways. You, you pass by. This is to my kings now. You pass by a decent woman, wife material, and you land on a toxic woman because she's going to do everything in her power to appeal to your, your visual. She's going to be sensual and she's going to flatter you and she gonna, until she positions you to a place where she, she'll take you out of your house with your wife. And then once she got all she need to get from you, she'll expose you because she won't see it burned down to the ground anyway. That's a toxic woman. All I can, you, you got to, you got to just leave her in the hands of God. Like I said to the uh, women the other day, ain't nothing a woman can do uh, for no toxic man. It ain't nothing no man can do for no toxic woman, but leave her in the hands of God. And you know, who knows what God will do, but I, I do know one thing. There ain't nothing you and I can do with no toxic woman. And I've been around a few in my lifetime. So there are my little thoughts on this, y'all. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, hmm. I don't know why I'm so long. Father, we thank you tonight for this time that we've had together. My prayer, dear God, is that you will cause revelation to springboard into their hearts and Cause all of us, dear God, to live at a higher dimension of wisdom. Let something said, dear God, make an adjustment in the hearts of your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Listen, y'all know the drill. Go to my um, website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for my mailing list. Um, also, while you're there, don't forget to... Um, don't forget to stop by and look at my online programs. Right now, my online programs are like 66% off. They really are. And I want you all to take advantage of them. Thank all of you. Thanks to all of you that um, sold into uh, my life tonight. Lisa and I so appreciate you. We love you. I'm sure Lisa was in here talking to you all. Thank you so much. Um, I don't take it lightly. It means the world to me that you would even you know, consider doing something like that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But go by and check out those online programs. I think that, well, I know the most expensive one is $49. And it's hours and hours and hours of content. So go and do that. Of course, go to Amazon, pick up uh, any of my books there at Amazon. There's, there's one in particularly. I don't have it here with me. Um... Mm -hmm. Imperfectly holy, imperfectly holy. I think it would be a great read for some of you. Imperfectly holy, because it's really my it's my story, my journey of how God brought me out of the life. I tell you that I lived into a place of sanctification to be the man that I am today. So, you know, just go go to Amazon, check out um, any or all of my books. And of course, those of you that need counseling, the, the link for. Thank you, baby. My wife. See, that's, that's what happens when you when you got a good wife. That's that's the that's the book I'm talking about. Imperfectly holy. 
Uh, I haven't talked a lot about this book, but this book would really be a blessing to a lot of you because a lot of you have this religious concept of God that is not who God is. Chapter one, we talk about misconceptions about holiness. Chapter two, we talk about facts about holiness. Chapter three, the responsibilities of holiness. Chapter four, understanding the flesh nature. Chapter five, holiness is a process. Chapter six, four keys to the holiness process. Chapter seven, holiness and the 3D lifestyle. Chapter eight, the potter's process. Chapter nine, the great privilege of holiness. And chapter 10, holiness and integrity. To you. Go and check it out. Check it out. Uh, but as I was saying, those of you that need counseling, I'm not a counselor, not a therapist, none of that. But we do have a relationship with BetterHelp, and there will be a link in the description. If you use that link, check out what they provide. If it's something you're, you're interested in, it, if you use that link, it'll afford you uh, 10% off of the cost of the counseling. And uh, they, in turn, will deposit a, a referral fee into the ministry, which really helps a lot. But, you know, check it out for yourself. See if it's something that you think works for you. Right. So I love you all. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. I have some other ideas. While I got a little downtime, I'll be coming at you a little more. And um, just know Lisa and I love you. and We're praying for you. Bottom line. Bottom line. So let me get out of here, man. I've been here long enough. I've been here long enough. I love you all. Have a great night. And uh, who knows? I may talk to you again tomorrow. (laughs) God bless you, babies. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.